Broncos Country. Welcome to episode 16 of the Bronco Den. I'm your host, Maher, and today, um, on today's episode of the Bronco Den, uh, we're going to be breaking down the top five worst teams in the NFL. Um, yesterday, I did a top five best teams, like the top five teams in the NFL. You can go check that out. That's my latest, or that's my most recent episode of the Bronco Den, besides this one. But um, let's just jump right to, into it. I mean, if you want more sports content from me, you can follow me on Instagram at JohnBro2614. Again, that's JohnBro2614. I post more sports content on there, breaking news, trades, rumors, blah, 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 this and that. Um, I post stuff about basketball and this and that. If you want to hit me up in the DMs talking football, basketball, you know where to come. JohnBro2614. No capitals, no spaces. Um you know, and share this podcast with your friends and family if you feel like you should. Um, anyways, let's just get straight into it. Coming in at number five, I got the Detroit Lions. And um, it might be a shocker because, you know, there are teams that, you know, on paper look worse than the Lions. You know, um, teams like the Giants and, and the Bears and, um, you know, uh, who else? The Rams, possibly, you could argue. But um, my thing with this Lions team is they continuously, just like the Dallas Cowboys, even though the Dallas Cowboys had a horrible head coach, which the Lions do also. Um, I was talking about Jason Carey and Matt Patricia. Um, the Lions continuously are underachieving. And I know last year, you know, Matthew Stafford was injured and, you know, that that um, whole incident. But, um you know, they weren't doing good also when he was there. I mean, yeah, they got off to a 2-1 and one start, I think. No, they were like 2-0-1, oh, and, and then they became 2-1-1 one, and one because they had that um, really good game against the Chiefs. And then um, after that game, I mean, things really started going downhill. Then later on, Matthew Stafford gets injured, and they need um, Matt Blau for the backup. Or was it Jeff Driscoll or Matt Blau? I think it was Matt Blau, but I know Jeff Driscoll played a couple games. But anyways, the Lions team, you know, um, they have some uh, tough opponents, you know, um, specifically meeting against the Vikings and the Packers twice a year. Um, And I still think, you know, this team, they don't really have really much any linebackers. They just lost Damon Snacks Harrison. Well, they're going to lose because he's not returning. Um... And the Lions' offensive line isn't that good still. Um, And they gave Matthew Stafford a boatload of money, which not saying they don't deserve it, but, like, he kind of does. But um, I think after this season, either Matthew Stafford is leaving Detroit or um, the team's going to trade for a superstar because um, if I'm Matthew Stafford, I'm not trying to, you know, not make it past the first round every single year of my career. You know, I mean, um, Tracy McGrady in basketball in the NBA, he never got past the first round in his career. Um, And yes, injuries had to do with it, but before he got to the Houston Rockets, I mean, he never got past the first round. And, you know, maybe he should stay with the Toronto Raptors for Vince Carter, but, I mean, my point is the Lions need weapons with with uh, Matthew Stafford. Like, ever since they lost Calvin Johnson, it hasn't been great. And, you know, Lions fans, you should be happy because Kenny Galladay has proven that he can be a true number one wide receiver as he broke out last year. And, um, uh, you know, 
um, against just some tough opponents for the Lions that, you know, they might lose to against, I guess you could say. But tough opponents for this Lions squad is Packers, two games against them, Vikings, two games against them, Bears, only because it's just a divisional rivalry. Like, just, we when you play your rivals, you play tough, but um, Saints, Colts, Buccaneers, Titans, you know, these are all tough opponents for the Lions, and I don't think they can really win a lot of games. I don't think they're going to win a lot of games. I think they're going to be a top 10 pick again this year, and I think going into 2020, it's not going to be a good year for the Lions. I got them coming in at that number five spot. Now, coming in at number four, um, we have the, or we got the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, yes, they got Joe Burrow, but, um, the team is not complete. Um, we don't know if A.J. Green will stay with the Bengals after this season. Um, but if you want to talk good players on the Bengals, the reason why I have them ahead of the Lions, because they got a bunch of playmakers, um, on the field, like A.J. Green, um, like T. Higgins, who I think is going to be a great wide receiver, like Tyler Boyd. If John Ross can break out the season... Maybe John Ross, but, you know, he was known for his 4-2-2, 40-yard dash at the Combine in, like, I think 2017. Um, he got his fifth-year player option declined. But, um, you know, uh, also, they got guys like, uh, I think, I believe they saw Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlop, and they're pretty underrated. They're still getting good sack numbers, man. And uh, they just brought in some guys in for agency like DJ Reader and Trey Waynes and, you know, these people will be difference makers for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and they still got guys like Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, who's a great running back, always getting 1,000 yards, usually every year. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, he's pretty underrated. He's actually, you know, he's durable. He's Well, I don't know if he's durable, but he will get you yards um, on the field. And, uh, you know, that's just the good stuff about the Bengals. And Joe Burrow's obviously going to start right away. And I think he can get at most five or six wins. But um, this Cincinnati team still has a lot of work to do. They still need some linebackers. They still need, you know, some... uh, what do you call it? There's some offensive linemen. They can still use some corners, especially now since they lost Drake Kirkpatrick. Even though they got Trey Waynes, they still need to fill that spot. Um, they, uh, you know, yeah, they got a wide receiver, but they already had Tyler Boyd and A.J. Green. They didn't really need T. Higgins. But you got Joe Burrow. More weapons, the better. Um, and this Bengals team uh, with Zach Taylor, I think this is his probably... I want to say second year. I think I think it's his second year as a head coach. You can correct me if I'm wrong, um, but I don't think. Uh, I, I still think he needs more time in that culture with Cincinnati, um, and I still think Zach Taylor has. Um, you know, he can be a great coach just because you know he was the offensive coordinator for Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams, and that team went to the Super Bowl. Obviously, now that Todd Gurley's gone, you know, and he was injured and stuff, they couldn't do much after, but. Um, Zach Taylor can carry this Bengals team. You know, if he can carry them five, six wins, I think that's a success if you're a Bengals fan. But I don't see that happening. Uh, I see them maybe getting five wins, but just on paper right now, this team is around one of the top five worst teams in the NFL. Not trying to throw shade, but I just don't see them being a great team or a good team or even an average team next year. I think they'll be below average, and they are still rebuilding around Joe Burrow. Um, so yeah, that's basically my thoughts on Cincinnati. 
Then coming in at number three, we got the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins. Um, you know, I was gonna put the Cincinnati Bengals at number three, but I was like, they have a better overall team than the than the Dolphins, even though the Dolphins got a lot of marquee free agents. But the reason why I put the Dolphins here at number three is because um I just don't think they have as big Playmakers. I mean, yeah, they got guys like Kyle Van Noy and Xavier Howard and, you know, um, other people like Byron Jones um, and Shaq Lawson and Jordan Howard. And they just traded for Matt Breida in the draft. And, you know, they got other guys like Austin Jackson and um, um, what was that other... Well, not Tua, but I thought they had another offensive lineman. Oh, Robert Hunt, Robert Hunt. They got Robert Hunt, you know, um, Noah Igbenakini, which I don't know why they got a corner because they clearly had two great corners in Xavier Howard and uh, Byron Jones. Um, you know, I, I think they should have filled that safety spot because, you know, they lost Minka Fitzpatrick. But they did get a first-round pick out of it. But they lost Mike Fitzpatrick to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and they traded Laramie Tunsil also. Um, they still got a wide receiver like Devontae Parker. Uh, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I probably should have put the Dolphins at number four. But who cares? Um, you know, Tua Tungvaluwa, I think um, he will. I don't think he'll start next year. Maybe the last game of the season because it's probably meaningless. But I don't think he's going to start next year, unfortunately. You know, if teams... Like, let's just put it this way. Let's say you're just the scout for the team, and you're seeing everyone be like, Oh, Tua's injured. Ugh, Tua's injury prone. Oh, look at Joe Burrow and Herbert. They're not injured. They're healthy. Tua's an injury prone hag. An old hag. He's not going to succeed in the NFL. Well, then they're probably thinking, well, let's say if they're thinking that, they might be thinking, let's um, have Tua sit behind Ryan Fitzpatrick or Josh Rosen for one year and then throw him in the next year. That's what I think the Dolphins will do if they throw Tua in right away. I don't know how it's going to work. I do think Tua is going to be a great quarterback in the future, capable of being a top three, top five quarterback in the league um, sometime soon. You know, that Nick Saban system is the closest thing I'll get to NFL. He's the best coach in college football history, in my opinion, in a lot of people's opinions. And, um, you know, uh, I think the Dolphins team has a lot of success ahead of them. I just don't think it happens right away. And I see them another top five pick this year, possibly top three, definitely top ten. But I just think the Bengals have a more well-rounded roster. And, uh, you know, even though they won two games last year, I think they can win, you know, more games this year. I don't see the Dolphins winning many games either. Um, But that's just my take on the Miami Dolphins. Then coming in at number two, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, The Jaguars are just in a mess right now. The most, maybe the most dysfunctional organization at the moment behind, like, the Cleveland Browns. Or something, but they just lost. They're gonna lose Unique and Gakwe. Unique and Gakwe has just been doing some stupid stuff on Twitter. Um, not not now, but you know, a couple weeks ago, um, they lost Jalen Ramsey. They lost AJ Boye. They lost Calais Campbell. Um, and yeah, they brought in some guys like CJ Henderson and Caleb on Um, I think they're gonna be studs, man. Day one studs. Um, Lavisca Chanel. 
Uh, LaVisca Chanel, I just talked about the injury prone to Tua Lailoa. LaVisca Chanel, he's a Swiss Army knife. He can do everything. He could have been a top 15 pick if he was healthy all his years in college. But the thing is, he's injury prone. He's been injured. That's why he was not a top 15 pick. Um, he was, you know, a pick 42. I don't think it's going to be great, but I think Colin Johnson. Colin Johnson, he's a lengthy wide receiver out of Texas. He was great over there, but he got injured. They said if he wasn't injured, he'd be a second-round pick, possibly. Um, I think Colin Johnson, they got him in, what, the fifth or sixth round? I think he's going to be a steal for the Jaguars. Um, the most games I can see the Jaguars winning is five or six games, probably six games. I think they're in this position where they're either going to get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields in the draft next year, even though they got Gardner Minshew. I don't know if you're fully confident in him to be the full-time starter for this team. Um, You know, Minshew mania, that was a thing for a couple weeks, maybe a month, a month or two. But, um, you know, Gardner Minshew, I, I wouldn't be fully confident in him right now. Um, You know, I think uh, Gardner Minshew... Uh, I just don't think he's a starting quarterback yet, full-time. And I don't think the Jaguars believe in him that much either. And their offensive line isn't that great either. Um, nor their running back area. You know, they they're, were looking to trade Leonard Fournette, so that's a thing. But they do have guys like DJ Chark, which was a great wide receiver for them. He broke out last year, had a 1,000-yard season. Um who else? They brought in Joe Schobert in the um, in free agency, good middle linebacker, but it was a little pricey. It was five years, $53 million. I don't know if he's worth the contract, but I don't see the Jaguars being a great team next season, and that's, why and that's the reason why I put them here at the number two spot. Then with the number one, the team I think is going to be the worst next year in the worst division with the Washington freaking Redskins. Um, so the Washington Redskins, I don't know what they're doing right now. I don't think they're confident in Dwayne Haskins. I don't even know if they still have Case Keenum. Um, if they get Cam Newton, they'll definitely not be a top-five team or a top-five worst team, but they'll be one of the top maybe 15 teams. But, um, you know, this uh, Washington team, all they have really is that defensive line, and that might be the only thing that will save them because they got guys like Ryan Kerrigan, you know, um, Roquan, no, 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 not, not Roquan Davis. Um, there's an Alabama defensive lineman, but they got that guy. If his name is Roquan Davis, I'm so sorry. Um, they also got Chase Young now, who I think is gonna be instant impact, better than Nick Bosa and Joey Bosa. Um, I think, and they also got uh, who else? Was that all? Oh no, 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 they got Montez Sweat. So these are just the good guys on their defensive line. They're kind of taking the San Francisco 49ers approach. But, you know, all they have kind of is um, Vernon Davis retired, even though he was not really his old self, even though he wasn't in his prime. He still retired. The offensive line just got way worse because they just lost Trent Williams. And um, also, they only got him for a third and fifth round pick. To me, that's a little, like, a little bit. They should have got more. But um, I think the Redskins, you know, they they got Terry McLaurin, who I think he's just going to – he already broke out this year, but I think he's going to be um, have another great year next year. I really like him, man. He's a great receiver. And I don't think – you know, I've said in the past, not on this podcast, obviously, because I just started recently, but I've said in the past – Dwayne Haskins, I thought he was going to be a great quarterback. I still think he could be a good quarterback. I just, not yet. Not yet. I still, I think he still needs to be developed. 
the Washington ruined him last year. The coach didn't even want him, and they have one of the worst owners on the team. So, um, you know, the fan base, the definition of fan base really is they root for the team, but they hate their owner, um, something they can all root for. Um, but this is just all the reasons why I don't think Washington is a great place right now, especially since they are still probably in rebuilding mode. And they also lost Jameson Crowder a couple years ago in free agency. So I don't think Dwayne Haskins is ready. I don't think he's going to take them to like six or seven games. I think they might win like three or four games. But that's just my overall thoughts on Dwayne Haskins right now. I know they got Ron Rivera, defensive-minded coach, but I think Dwayne Haskins just still needs to be developed. Now, that was my top five worst teams for next season. I did a top five best teams yesterday. That that podcast or that episode was way longer. I rambled a lot. I talked like seven, eight minutes about each team. But this one, I want to make it short and sweet. Um, Even if the last dance wasn't going to play in like three minutes, like I'm trying to get to the last dance fan, episode nine and ten. If you are a basketball fan, you're probably going to watch it too. You probably already watched it, actually, but um, I'm about to watch The Last Dance in two minutes. That's why this podcast episode is around 17, 18 minutes long. Um, so those are my top five worst teams coming into next season. My top five best teams, If you, um, you can go check that out if you want to know. But if you just want to get a rundown of that, I put number five Seahawks, number four Saints, number three um, 49ers, number two Ravens, number one um, Chiefs. And this one, number five... Um, who was number five? Oh yeah, number five Lions, number four Bengals, number three Dolphins, number two Jags, and number one Redskins. Um, thanks so much for listening. Share this podcast with friends and family, folks. Post it on your socials if you'd like. Um, this podcast is available on Spotify, Anchor, and Podbean. Um, thanks so much for listening. I'm gonna go watch the last dance now. Um, enjoy yourselves, football fans, and enjoy yourselves, Broncos country.